Hi guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. This is Chamber of Secrets podcast off script. Oh no. Okay. That's how we started. <laughs> yes. Hello, welcome to Off Script, the podcast where we talk to you about books and movies. Yes. All right. And compare Ep- them. Yep. Episode number two. Numero y- dos. You guys have stuck with us through a whole episode. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you guys. And we're watch more- it's just us listening. To I know. <laughs> and we're more professional this time. If you guys can hear, we each have our own microphone. Woot, woot. We learned from the last one. Yes. And we learned. Oh, never mind. We just edited it. I was going to say we learned and we actually said off script in this one, but we just made a thing for that one. But we did correctly. So for the last episode, we didn't do an intro. I just edited that together. <laughs> Here's some behind the scenes magic for you. <laughs> for this one, we actually start with it. Yes. It's not great. We're working on it. We'll find a good one. We'll get, we'll, we'll get, get better. <laughs> but I feel like if anyone listens to my favorite murder... They still, I'm on episode like 165 and they don't even know how to do their intros. So a little plug for them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'll plug them a lot. I know. And then I listen to office ladies and they have like a pre-recorded one. That's like, they just input it every time. Oh, I hate them. Oh, what? <laughs> I love them. I've never listened to their podcast. Oh, they're really good. But anyways, so it's Allie here and I'm Bree and we're ready to test the little. Are you? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. I didn't do my voicle. Vo- <laughs> oh gosh, you guys, it's gonna be a long day. Oh, I haven't done my vocal exercises apparently. Um, the tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth. Yeah, there's no way. This is the best you're gonna get. Good. Okay, so we to for podcast number two are doing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets because it's book number two. How and we dumb just would we be if we didn't do that? Book number one, right? So, uh, yeah. So here's a little um, synopsis of it. I'm also going to warn you guys. I finished book two and watched the movie like a good month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. Luckily, I took notes, but, I mean, life gets crazy, guys, and we weren't able uh-huh. to record our podcast for a while, and uh-huh. so... So I might not pitch in as much as I did in the first one, but believe you me, for the third one, I've already got a list of things I need to talk to <laughs> everyone about. See, and this is our issue, too. We try to... We read before we podcast uh-huh. other books, so we're kind of uh-huh. like... So I'm Jumbling. like three quarters of the way through the third book right now. And I'm like almost done with the fourth one. And that makes it slightly more difficult because me inputting the third book into my brain pushes out the second book. <laughs> so you guys are in for a treat. So if we're yeah. like screwing up, don't write don't angry letters to us, please. Yeah. What is it the kids say nowadays? Don't add us. <laughs> I don't know. Us. Is that like, what they say? Like your oh, adding handle. Them? No, adding. Yeah, at. at oh, team. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't at me. Oh my gosh, these new Gen Z kids. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, we're millennials. I'll just say that. <laughs> we're on the older end of millennials. That is not true. We're in the middle. My cousin, she actually took a class, and her class states that I we're Gen Zs. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> She's wrong. That's what I said. She's like, no, technically your parents are millennials and you're a Gen Z. No, I don't believe that I was at like, all. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. No way. Do it. No thanks. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. so this has been rambling for minutes on end. All right, you guys. So our synopsis of book two, movie two, is that that is gonna pick up on these mics. No way. <laughs> Well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Bree's eating candy right now. So if you guys. Someone gave me 
<laughs> Christmas for candy. <laughs> yeah, we're releasing this in August, guys, but it's uh, we're recording it at Christmas in 2021. Anyways, okay, let's try this for the fourth time now. Our synopsis of book two, movie two, Chamber of Secrets, is Harry is returning to Hogwarts, but he's told that there's danger there and he shouldn't go back he's told that by one of my favorite characters in this whole entire series oh i do love him he's dobby is oh dobby's my guy um so he is told not to go back to hogwarts and but he does and then he starts hearing all these voices and it's just like what is happening (laughs) you're going crazy (laughs) right and so chamber of secrets goes down chamber of secrets some crazy stuff happens. Yeah. That was the worst synopsis ever. I almost but... did a spoiler. <laughs> what are we trying to say? A real quick synopsis, like, compacted and not broken up by us giggling and laughing and making no sense, is Harry is going back for a year two. He doesn't want to... Or someone's telling him not to go back because it's dangerous. Some crazy stuff happens, and the school finds out the Chamber of Secrets is opened again. So then the book is them figuring out what is the Chamber of Secrets, and how do they get down there, and bad things keep happening to Muggleborns, and they have to figure out how to stop it. You know what keeps, like, popping up in my mind when I'm reading these books? Hmm. I'm like, why, why does Voldemort choose now to start some crazy shit? Why hasn't he been doing it? Why is it, oh, Harry's in school now. Let me do this. I think the justification is that he just wasn't strong enough yet, but that's a mighty big coinkydink. And technically, he's still not strong enough. You're right. So he could have been causing all this mayhem before Harry was even like... Unless he was waiting so that he could get Harry, but he's failed miserably at all. I was just going to say, because the smarter thing to do would be to get your strength so you can kill Harry before Harry gets his strength. Yeah. Plus, then they want to learn about the Horcruxes, and then he would have been safe. We're doing some major spoilers, you guys. (laughs) Hey, we did in the last one, too. Yes, we did. All right. So, that was our synopsis. Um, So, the release dates. So, the book came out July 2nd, 1998. Book and movie is a four-year difference. Yeah. from both from both of them but then it gets like closer yeah so they start making them more but anyways so they had four years to figure out what they wanted to do and by this point i think the third one had come out already all right so should we dive in to these comparisons yes we're gonna skip a lot again but so let's start with the mason visit because that's where our book really started that i noticed some changes were from the movie. <laughs> that <makes> sense. <laughs> that my, words, sense. my words aren't working today, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I figure that out. Okay, so basically, the first thing I noticed that was a huge difference was Dobby making the pudding fall on the floor versus him making it fall on Mrs. Mason's head. Yeah, yeah. And then, did Harry? He never got a letter in the movie about saying he used magic. No, no. And then I'm going to bring it up too. But in the third movie, they mention how he got a warning. Yeah. But he never did in the movies. Just, just. But what freaked out uh, Mrs. Mason was that an owl came in. And I thought that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> you know, right? It's like, <laughs> you just got pudding on you. Right. <laughs> Okay, so when Harry escapes, I loved this in the book, and I was quite disappointed how it worked in the movie, because Fred and George got to come inside. and Yeah, and, like, helped him get all of his stuff yes. out of the closet, and, like, yeah. I loved it. I thought that was so funny, and they were, and they were like... They did, they, they did it how they did it in the movie for the dramatic flair of it, because, yeah. like... There wasn't any drama. There was like the suspense of, oh, maybe they'll wake up and come chasing after you. But I understand why they did it. I just thought it was cute that Fred and George are like, they learned how to lock pick and everything like that. Just for him. Yeah. So that they didn't have to use underage magic and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the car, that was another thing. Well, 
Uncle Vernon also didn't fall out the window, but I thought it was kind of funny he did. I liked that he fell out the window rather than Harry just waving. Bye. Uh, See you next summer. Okay. I understand, and they put it in a different part in the movie, but I like how they talk so much about Mr. Weasley's job and all... And about house elves in general, because Harry doesn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, which in turn means that we don't know right. any of this stuff. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I wish when they get to the Weasleys house, I wish they sh- like showed them doing chores. Me too. Mm-hmm. Like the deed gnoming. Yeah. Yes, and mentioning the ghoul in the attic, like. That comes uh, never comes up in the movie, does it ever? No. And they played Quidditch at the Weasleys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys, we're going to talk about Quidditch every single uh, podcast because I freaking loved Quidditch and they did not do enough of it in the movies. I mean, I understand why, but... Cred, I was about to talk about a match in the third book. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty in here that we can talk about. Actually, not really. No. It was really the third it's one. It's just had, his but, hand. Yeah. Yeah, and I got words for the third one. <laughs> Remember how last time I was telling you to count how many times she said six? Now you have to count how many times she says three. Well, you'll probably have to count three and six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everything's going good. Um, oh, I wanted to... Uh, guys, we're skipping over a lot of details, too. Like, Mrs. Weasley didn't know the car was enchanted and stuff. You're just going to have to deal with that. Because there's too much that really, is being I, different. I doubt there's someone out there listening. I would be out there. They didn't there. talk about this. I this. I would be out there being like, wait, that was my favorite different detail and they oh, didn't no. even mention it. <laughs> so just know, you guys, I've written details. Time reason we can't. Last time we recorded, it was two hours long. We had to cut a lot. And I guarantee a lot of it was just us laughing and not knowing how to start and like things just came up. So I was able to cut it down to like an hour. Okay. Fair enough. Now we get to go into Diagon Alley and this part just bothered me so much. <laughs> I was going to keep talking. <laughs> I was about to talk about the third one. Oh my word. I was like, I know Harry stays there. <laughs> I was like, wait, nope. Wrong one. (laughs) Okay. So, no, when they go and do the flu powder, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't like how they do it in the movie. No, like, okay, it makes total sense why he messed up in the book. Because he inhaled ash from the fire. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, coughing, and he says Diagon Alley wrong. Whereas he just sounds like a freaking idiot in the movie. Doesn't know how to talk. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong. But didn't they make him go first in the movie? No, they didn't, because Ron's like, he's never traveled by flu powder before. Oh, no, they did. They just explained it to him, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly right, because in the book, they send a bunch of people, like, he's one of the last ones to go. Right, which makes sense. Yeah, whereas in the movie, I'm always kind of like, well, that's why he screwed up. He didn't get to watch people. (laughs) That makes sense. All right, if we're wrong, remember, we read and watched this a month ago. Yeah, far too long ago. Okay, and then they totally skipped in... Nocturne Alley meeting Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like six, number one. <laughs> I feel like that would be key for six because right. that's where Malfoy finds the freaking cabinet. Right. Oh, you guys, I do know we did this with the first one as well. Um, so I know, like for this one example, for example, it is included, but it's in a deleted scene. We are not going to be talking about the deleted scenes. That's too... So, it's just more like... What you see it, at face value. Yes. So, if it was important enough to be in the final cut, then that's what we're going to compare the book with type of thing. So, yeah, because they made that <laughs> decision to not include right. that deleted scene. Because there's a lot of... Same with the first one, where it's like... Why didn't they include that? But Does they, the sixth one have deleted scenes? I don't know. I've only watched the first three movies again so far, and I watched those deleted scenes. But How so, do I not know this? So I, I'm sure it does. Oh my god, I gotta go watch them. So I just want you to be like not yelling at the 
radio or podcast or whatever and say <laughs> radio i listen radio. to mine through the radio i listen to mine through the radio too but i would have said through like apple <laughs> apple podcast, spotify Phone. i don't want you yelling at me like they do do that it's in a deleted scene because we know we're just not doing that so like for this one they did run into the Malfoys and they did a little exchange, but it was we a deleted We are doing scene. what we want because guess what? It's our podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. <laughs> there we go. I was just trying to be a little nicer about it. I, know. Sure. I love that you're apologizing. I'm like, screw it. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> okay. So they get to Diagon Alley. They don't run into the Malfoys. And then finally, Harry gets out of diagonally. Also, in the book, everyone's like freaked out. Like, oh, we couldn't find you. We were looking for you. And in the movie, I feel like they're like, because it's Hermione who finds him. It's Hagrid who finds him. Oh, well. But Hermione very quickly after, yes. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, we were going into this bookstore. Let's go in. Right. It's like, okay. <laughs> And can we talk you about as a parent? Right. Isn't that slightly irresponsible that you just sent another child through? Right. And he, he I mean, show up where you were supposed to. To be show fair, up. at least they don't have to t- worry about his parents' reaction. <laughs> <to that. laughs> oh, it's a little dark humor right there. Uh, <laughs> but I think we should talk about how Hermione in the movie fixes his glasses. Hell yes, you and, know that's the point that I wanted to bring up because and, I brought it up in the last one. Yeah. Why do they keep making Hermione fix his glasses when she's not the one that fixes them? And Harry just got in trouble for underage magic. Yep. Outside of Hogwarts. Yep. And then she yep. goes and does it. She does it in the movie, guys. She um, does not do it in the book. No, Mr. Weasley fixes his glasses in the book. This was a point of contention for me in the first one. <laughs> Why do you gotta do it in the second one again? Yep. Third one guess what his glasses haven't broke yet (laughs) 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 all right i really wish they had done this scene in the movie though so when mr weasley and mr malfoy get in a little tiff they full and have a fist fight in the book and i would have loved to see that i mean i I love everyone's reaction to it yes i understand sort of why they didn't Mm -hmm. because they kept that would have made it the scene go a little longer i guess mm-hmm. but i don't know that would have been fun so now they're on their way to hogwarts and the station's closed for them which one okay this is more of a book issue because they matched pretty well why did the parents not send I know. all the kids to, this is another irresponsible weasley thing freaking Ginny, like <laughs> oh why didn't they wait for Ginny? like Ginny, you have to wait Right. I know it's because they were running late and so they wanted to make sure she got there on time, but like you have two other children. Right. You send everyone else through first. And then like why when they couldn't get through, just wait by the car. Yeah. Why did they have to go and fly with it? Because they wanted to. Mm hmm. But anyways, so in the book, it was a pretty easy trip, but then they added all that drama in the movie of Harry almost falling out and dying. And I know they didn't even like almost get hit by the train. They just are like, oh, cool. We found that train. Yeah. They just got bored and they got hungry. And I mean, that's probably why they didn't do like that's pretty boring. (laughs) Super boring. But like also as I was watching it, I was like, this is stupid. What? Why is this happening? Right. Oh, gosh. You guys, nothing can make us happy. <laughs> no. No. Because uh, I feel like we would have been bored if they, they kept it right. And then we're like, this is dumb. They're not doing it right. <laughs> I think I'm going to make a prediction, which might end up being wrong. But I think Breaking Dawn was actually done pretty well. Oh. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to find out. Yeah. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there are a few scenes, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but they did it very well, I think. Yeah. Okay. But I do want to talk about Lockhart. <laughs> but they don't do him well in the movie. Uh, I think they could. I think they do him well for the short amount of time I, they yeah. show him. But, it but they could have gone on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. Like, uh... I think they did well all in Flourish and Blots and everything. Yeah. But then they get to Hogwarts and I just wish they showed how much all the other teachers hate him. Yeah, for sure. Like completely miserably hate him. (laughs) 
(laughs) For sure. Like, everyone knows he's a fake. Yeah. Which also (laughs) makes me question Dumbledore. Why the hell did he hire this guy? (laughs) He was running out of options. (laughs) (sighs) But, like, so he... He's like, I'm trying to get Lupin, but (laughs) for some reason he's not coming around. (laughs) So, like, he helps Sprout bandage up the Whomping Willow, and he's just telling her all about all this, like magical plants and stuff and she's just like so over it and mm-hmm. i just think he also like so volunteers to do like they they do that kind of well in the movie but i feel like there's only like two scenes in the movie where he does it but like anytime there's a problem he's there to like right give i think input. we need to do this yep. oh i did this once when i was in romania yep all right so there we go so now we're in herbology and this angered me <laughs> so one we meet justin finch fletchley there not a big deal we meet him later whatever no. but the thing that bothered me was neville yeah because one herbology is neville's jam yeah i know like he he's loves herbology and then he goes and faints in the movie and not just because because he's the easy one to make fun of i know but it's like he faints and it's not even because the mandrakes like are loud he can hear them it's full and just because oh no he just fainted it's just neville yeah yeah and i'm like i think neville would be like Neville will be all, all about over it. it. Yeah. Because that's what he wants to do. Like, how can he be the person to give Harry gillyweed? <laughs> right. He well, faints. he wasn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dobby gave Harry the gillyweed. I told you. You're going to. That's going to make you hate the fourth movie because Dobby was not in it at all. And he was. He was supposed to be in been. it so much. But is there more serious in it too? Because serious is also yes. There's a serious is of like serious is my number one. Yeah. So he writes them quite a few letters, and he even meets with them Aww. like in person. Aww. God, I'm gonna hate the fourth of me. I know, <laughs> and that's my favorite. Okay, it's not my favorite. <laughs> Who am I? The sixth one's my favorite. It's <laughs> time number four, five. <laughs> okay. So now we meet Colin Creevy. They pretty much got it. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Well, we didn't need more of him. We did. Right. They did enough. I feel like I could have stood with less of him. (laughs) Okay. So when it comes to mudblood, this is the part I found interesting. Yeah. Ron tells Harry and Hermione what it means. Because Hermione doesn't know what the hell it means. She just can tell that it's a. Yeah. Because like she's a grew up in a muggle world. Yeah. It's so. kind of like her being able to fix freaking glasses. Yeah. Apparently exactly. she knows everything about the wisdom world already. Exactly. So, Filch, though. Never in the movies do we yeah, find out he's, that a, he's squib. a squib. Yeah. I know. I think I think they should have did that. But yeah. also... But I feel like it's also not like... I guess then they'd have to explain what's Key to the rule. Yeah. And... Well, don't they? Because of the chick in the fifth one. Yeah, but then they explain it in the fifth one. They'd have to explain it in this one if they go on about what it's That's true, is. but there's like the only time it's important is in the fifth one, so. Right. I guess it was important, though. They should have explained it because all the attacks are all mudbloods. So why Mrs. Norris? And the reason was because Filch was a, is a squib. Like, that's what people are thinking. That's true. So then we get going, and there's nearly Headless Nick's party. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just a fun little thing. I understand why they didn't put it in the movie, but I just I thought it was, it was hard for me to read. Really? Yeah, it took. It, I was like, okay, just power through it. And I've read this book like four or five times already. And every time I get to this part, I'm like, okay, just power through. Oh, I thought it was cute, <laughs> but I understand why they didn't put it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I it probably would have been a lot more interesting to watch than read. I think. Oh, for sure. But still, it wasn't needed. No. It's not key. The only thing that was important with that is that that's where we met Myrtle. Myrtle. But we meet her later, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you? Yes. In (laughs) I did. (laughs) Uh, In Universal, when you go to Hogwarts and like all that, when you go to the bathrooms, they have Myrtle playing over the speakers. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. cute. So, like, randomly you hear, oh, 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 oh. or she'll say something i don't know what she says exactly the first time i went to the bathroom i was like this is so cool then like the second or third time i was like 
Okay, Myrtle, you're annoying me. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry hears the voice again. Was it at the death day party? Oh, it was. Yes. (laughs) That's why I can't remember. (laughs) Goodness me. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, because they were walking away and he heard it. And yeah, he was like, hmm. And then they heard it again, leaving the death day party. And that's when they find Mrs. Norris mm-hmm. versus him leaving from detention. So he fought, found it after detention, found Mrs. Norris in the movie. And so I oh, yeah. so wish they had Professor Binns in. I think that would be better than McGonagall because like. He's the history of magic. Teacher. Yeah, it didn't make sense for the transfiguration. I almost said transformation. <laughs> <laughs> professor to be explaining that. I know. It didn't make sense. I mean, I know mm. that would be some CGI they'd have to do. Make another ghost. Another actor. It's super freaking easy. But so they, McGonagall told them and she was happy to tell them. Whereas Professor Benz was pissed off and annoyed. Now we're to uh, making the Polyjuice Potion. Or where they decide that that's what they need to do to figure out who is creating, opening, who's opened the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. They've decided. And also, mm -hmm. in the book, it's hardcore Hermione who's like, I know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Is that how it happens in the movie? I can't remember. Um, I don't. I think she was more... I I feel like she was more adamant about it and, like, more into it in the book rather than in the movie. Whereas in the movie, she was like, I have heard of something, but it's rather tricky. Just like that. Exactly. (laughs) Whereas in the book, she's like, yes, let me try and make this really complicated potion. It's going to take, like, three months. Right. One month. Okay. Well, Takes a month. Didn't they have to wait for like three moons to pass? <laughs> <laughs> wait for one. <laughs> oh gosh. But okay. I really liked though that they had to go get potion ingredients in the movie. Or in the book, sorry, in the book. And, I was gonna say I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and Harry had to make a huge distraction. He threw fireworks and Yeah, I liked that too. And who's cauldron? Into a cauldron. Finnegan? It was like no, it was I think they're like crab oils. Oh, I think it was crab. Yeah. If you can't tell, also like the second movie is one of my least watched out of the whole series. Second and the first one. I love the second movie. Like the third one is where it starts for me. I remember. I you know in summertime they do like movies in the park. Yeah. I remember they did this one. I don't know how old I was. I wasn't like oldest I was was middle school I think I was elementary school though and man I was a kid who did not like sharp teeth like things with sharp teeth oh I was like what (laughs) like dinosaurs or the basilisk or stuff like that and so I had seen the movie before Mm -hmm. I'd seen it in theaters I'd done all that but seeing it outside on this huge screen, it freaked me out. It was so bad. <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> no, this is the one that gets me because of the damn spiders. Oh, yeah. That was I don't funny. care about the freaking snakes. It's the spiders. <laughs> now I don't care. But back then. Oh, now I still care about the spiders. <laughs> I hated watching that part. Oh. I also feel like they don't really explain in the movie that the bathroom is like off limits and like it's supposed to be out of order or whatever. They just kind of find this bathroom like, and like, oh, I don't think anyone uses it. So they say no one comes in here because of Myrtle. Yeah. Who? Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Who's moaning Myrtle? I'm moaning Myrtle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I wouldn't expect you to moan me. No, no me. I always thought she said moon, but it's actually no. I watched with closed captions on <laughs> Alright. So we're at Dueling Club now. And in the movie, it was like Professor Snape and Lockhart duel. And then they choose Harry and... Yeah, two kids rather than letting everyone go and duel. Right. When they all do Which a practice. Like, what's the club? Sense. The club is just sitting there watching well, people? Here, just watch Harry and Malfoy duke it out. <laughs> so that's what they did and then in the movie 
What was I about to I say? I always get Rick to Sempra. <laughs> Can you guess what I always get it confused with? What? Sectum Sempra. Yes, I was always going to think. <laughs> but did it, Rick to Sempra is a tickle jinx. I know. Every time they say it, I'm like, <gasps> no. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. What? Because of Sectum Sempra. Oh, but no, but it's a tickle jinx and in the movie it was like made them fall backwards. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see them get tickled. And they again made it very dramatic in the movie because they also like they don't fly back like they do. Right. Like with Expelliarmus Lockhart fell down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like Harry or Malfoy, Malfoy made Harry's legs dance like these would have been awesome to watch. And also let's talk about how Lockhart says to disarm only and he never teaches anyone a disarming spell yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so as we know both book and movie did it where the snake went to get justin finch fleshly mm-hmm. and harry said no but mm-hmm. it sounded like he said yes and <laughs> it sounded like he told him to attack justin <laughs> Not yet. no no yes, yes. <laughs> So now he's like, okay, I should go apologize and tell Justin what happened. No one wants to hear his BS. Right. Because he's like, why are you all mad at me? And Ron and Hermione are like, you did it. Shut up. <laughs> Let's do our best personal thing. Shut up. I was telling the snake to fight you. <laughs> I was telling you to back off. Oh, well, you're nice. Wow. <laughs> I'm Voldemort. <laughs> no, if I were a bad guy, I'd want to be Bellatrix. She's pretty evil. Mm-hmm, I like her. I do too. Minus the fact that, you know, she's evil. She's just evil. <laughs> so, Harry is going to find Justin to say, I'm so sorry. Say sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and this is when he overhears the Hufflepuffs saying how he's there. And this is when I wish Cedric was in it. He's not even mentioned in this book. No, he's not. But there's a bunch of Hufflepuffs in this book. He could have been. He could have been. Maybe he was, and he was a background character, and Harry wouldn't know yet because he never battled him in Quidditch. Oh, true. Maybe. Maybe he was there. In spirit. In my spirit. There you go. (laughs) This is just, okay, Christmas time. I still love how the Dursleys get him a gift every time. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's sweet. a beautiful little toothpick this time. <laughs> I almost started talking about the third book. I was like, wait, but a lot happens during Christmas time. <laughs> Not yet. No. What oh, did happen okay. during Christmas this time? Nothing really, right? No, it's basically a whole lot of boring stuff. But the only reason they stayed back is because they needed they were to do the, the potion. potion stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all of this happened during Christmas. Uh-huh. Okay. So now they're going to use the polyjuice potion. And Ooh. Hmm? Ooh. <laughs> and so they each went into their own stalls to drink it, which happens in the movie. Sort of. I mean, they drink it all yeah, together and then they, and then they run. The yeah. Which, well, except for Harry doesn't. Yeah, Harry doesn't because we wouldn't be able to see him. As yeah. Good. But okay. They all drop their goblet. Like, how much do they need to drink for it to work? Just a sip again, I guess, apparently. From my understanding of polyjuice potion, the more you drink, the longer it lasts. So, how much they drink in the movie makes sense for how long it lasts. Yeah. Because, like, that's why in the fourth one, Moody's always drinking from the flask. So it stays constant. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. All right. I understand in the movie why they did this. But. They are supposed to sound like the people they turn into. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Because I'm always like, dude, Malfoy would, <laughs> Malfoy would hear Harry There's, and yeah, Ron. No way that yeah. it would. But I mean, I get. It's for us because we wouldn't know who's who. We would forget. Yeah. I'm talking so much. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I do not remember this book and movie okay. much. All like, right. as we're talking, things are coming in but we're gonna be better guys right when we're done we'll record from now on yeah so now the boys are all in Slytherin with Malfoy and yeah so they're in Slytherin and the, uh, Malfoy gives 
the, the a notice or newspaper clipping about Mr. Weasley's car, yeah. and that starts setting Ron off, which didn't wasn't a he just kind of was mocking him in the movie, huh? Yeah, yeah. But that gave us more information about how stupid the boys were for taking the car and how much trouble yeah. they. Mm-hmm. So now they're back at because all the rest really happened the same. They found out it wasn't. Yeah. Malfoy, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. now they're back at the, 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 the bathrooms. Yep. And Hermione is a cat. Yep. And she didn't want to go to the hospital in the book. It took a lot of convincing. Yep. And then she spent a month in the hospital, which never happened. I think it both happened the same, where the water was overflowing. Yeah. And so they run in and they find Myrtle's all upset because... Someone threw a book at her. Yeah. Yep, that happened. Yeah. The same. And so then Ron's like, don't touch it, Harry, it's bad. Yeah. And Harry's like, no, I'm going to touch it. And he <laughs> takes it and... T- <laughs> so he takes the book and Harry's obsessed with it. Like, crazy obsessed. hmm And... Well, it makes sense because it's a horcrux. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. But Harry's obsessed with figuring out how it works. He doesn't know how it works right now. Like yeah. he's, uh, he brings it to Hermione in the hospital, and they like do the invisible ink. She tries to like do a spell, and like nothing works. No, yeah, nothing works. But they have the name Riddle on it, right? Name Riddle was on it, and that's how Ron remembered. From his detention, he did the trophy room. So then, I wish they put Valentine's Day in here so bad. Do you remember Valentine's in the book? <gasps> oh my gosh, it was so funny, you guys. Not well. <laughs> what? I don't remember it well. Okay, so Lockhart's like, everybody's so sad because the chamber's <laughs> open and we've had uh, people petrified. We need to be happy. And so he's like, took over Valentine's Day. And he has all the little uh, gnomes, I think. No. What was it? No, gnomes, yeah. All the gnomes go around doing singing telegrams to everybody or giving out grams. Oh, no. And Oh, yeah, I remember Ginny sending Ginny sent him a Harry. singing one. And then it made her run away again. Yes. Poor Jenny. Yeah. You get your shot in the sixth book, girl. Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> and this is when his ink bottle broke and it spilled all over his bag because he's trying to pull his stuff away from this gnome. The ink goes in. So he spills the ink on it versus in the movie, he's like just trying to figure out and he like drops ink on it. Yeah. More I like spilled it. The whole entire sp- ink bottle going over it. Yeah, and then it's like it's like cool. I just made a Rorschach test, and now it's gone. Yes. So we're at the riddles. His memory and Harry's talking, talking, and talking. Like you said, they're talking for a long time before they go in the memory because mm-hmm. they. I feel yeah. like in the book it's a few different conversations, and then he goes to the memory. Yeah. So they're just learning a lot more about each other because Riddle wanted to gain his trust before yep. which makes sense mm-hmm. and so after Harry tells Hermione all about this she's like oh my gosh I know and then she runs to the library whereas in the movie she just kind of never showed up somewhere right and that's when McGonagall's like come here this match is cancelled Potter Weasley you need to come see but like they knew she was running to the library to figure something out. I thought she did that in the movie too. Oh, apparently I don't. I don't think it wasn't. Left. It wasn't as obvious as the book was. Mm-hmm. She just kind of was like, "Oh, I I swear she says something about like, I think I know. Okay, but I can't remember because okay. this was also a month ago, right? <laughs> so." And like I've already said, it's one of my least favorite ones. (laughs) Okay, so then the Quidditch match is canceled. They went to see Hermione and Penelope is also petrified. So they just had Hermione be petrified, which makes sense in the movie because they never introduced Penelope. But so now here we are. Hermione's out. 
all these people are petrified. Harry's like, we got to figure this out. And I'm pretty sure Harry, it's like, Hagrid. always is the wants hero. to be the hero. Yes. And he's like, it's Hagrid. According to Riddle, Why does Hag- he take it upon himself to? Like, dude, there's how many other wizarding students in this school? Right, like Why are you 12. the one who's like, yeah, <laughs> I got this. I can do this. Right. Hermione can fix my glasses. I'll go save the world. Yes. I can't only, I can't fix my glasses, but I can save the world. So now we're at Bree's favorite part. Oh, yes. Spiders. So. Gross. Gross, gross. Gross, gross. Yes. In the book, it, they didn't follow the spiders right away. No, no. Because they didn't piece it together. Yeah, like Hagrid said, yet. follow the spiders, but they were just like, uh, okay, weirdo. Yeah, they're like, I'm not. <laughs> they did the smart thing. They're like, I'm not going to follow the spiders. Right? Whereas in the movie, they're like, oh, look, there's spiders going out the window. Let's go. Come on, Fang. Let's do it. And so. My question is, is where the hell does Fang go after this movie or book? I know he's not in the movie anymore. He's in mm-hmm. all the books, but he's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I love Fang. Mm-hmm. Is he in the fifth one, though? Or the sixth one? Hagrid. Oh, when Aragog is dead, yes. They do have a mastiff okay. next to Hagrid. Good. Anyways. I forgot about that. I forgot about I something about the, the sixth one? That's one of my favorite scenes, too. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love Felix oh. Felicis, Harry. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, hi. <laughs> That's the best part. So. <laughs> so, in the book... On their way down to the car, nope, on their way down to Aragog, they f- run into the car before they find Aragog, but they do not in the book, in the movie, which I like that they don't in the movie, because then it's more of an element of surprise. Yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm okay with that change. You know what I would have loved? Mm. If they had taken the whole scene out. <laughs> you mean not. you don't like that they were hanging upside down in the no. book and no. and uh, all that. But in the book, once they got in the car, it was a simple drive back. But in the movie, they had to they battle get chased. Them. I, I don't like that. That was spooky. I don't like the spiders at all. Except for what's funny is when I first saw it in theaters, I went with Chris and his family again. Mm-hmm. And Ashley was horrified of spiders, too. And I was sitting next to her and at that part, because I had already seen it, so I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. And so I did like the fake yawn thing and then I ran and I tickled <gasps> her back. You're so horrible. She freaked out so bad. That's so mean. Which is bad because like, if that had happened to me, ooh, I oh would have punched someone in the face. <laughs> well, I... Not Harry, not book related at all. Harry Potter related at all. Uh, when I was a kinder teacher, we had different letters with different poems. So we had like, Grow. I says eh. Let me guess. S says spider. No. Oh. <laughs> oh no, it was. That's the one I was thinking. Insect in the ink, but no, it was spider. Spider in the soup. So it was a cute little cartoon drawing of a spider in like ABC soup. Grow. And it was like. S says spider in the soup. Was what we had to do, and oh my gosh, I had a little girl who I had to like do alternate things for her all the whole week because she could not look at this little cartoon spider. She started crying. (laughs) Me, I was like, oh my goodness. She was one of my favorites. She was so cute, (laughs) but not true. Teachers don't have favorites. Sure. If you say so. Um, let's keep going. So now we're back at Hogwarts from the Forbidden Forest. Boys make it out alive. Fang's good. And they just find out Ginny's taken. Taken into the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. But what they don't know is that Ginny is the one that's been opening it. Oh, I guess we should actually, talk about I that skipped. one riddle. I think that's kind of an important part. She tries to actually... So before she's taken... Oh, yeah, that is super important. Yeah, so before she's taken... Rewind. So they're having, like, lunch or dinner or something like that. Dinner, I think. And at the table, she comes up, Ron, I really need to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? And then Percy comes over. And he's like, no, no, she she doesn't need to tell you. Because he thinks that she's going to tell him that... About him making out with... Penelope Clearwater. And so... So then they're like, okay, that was weird. Percy, you suck. 
And then a little while later, McGonagall calls all the teachers to the staff room. And the boys are like sneaky and try and figure it out. Whereas in the movie, they're just at the place just, where yeah. everyone gets petrified. Yes. And so here's what I hated about this scene in the movie. So in the books, Lockhart's himself saying, ha ha, oh, if only I could have done this. And they're yeah. like, well, guess what? You can. You can now. This is the one time you're not volunteering. Yes. Right. And so they send him on his way to do it. And in the movie, that's it. Yeah. So it looks like these teachers just gave up on yeah. Ginny. Like, oh, we know this guy's going to suck, but here you go. Good <laughs> luck, Ginny. Yours. It's all yours. Whereas in the book, they're like, okay, he's out of the way now. What are we going to do? Yeah. Well, also in the movie, because you're following Harry and Ron, so Harry and Ron then go and run to be like, okay, we got to go help him because we know what the monster is. We know right. what's happening. Right. So they went and do that now. I wish they put captions on the screen for what's <laughs> oh being God. said in Parcel Tug. Like, you know how in, in, like, different languages they put up the captions of what's being said? Sometimes, if you go and see the new West Side Story, they do not. Oh, well. Like, a good portion of it is in Spanish, mm-hmm. which I actually really like, because, like, in the original movie, it's a white person falling in love with a Puerto Rican, so they obviously speak Spanish. They don't ever really speak it in the movie whereas in this one most of the time whenever a puerto rican is on the screen they are speaking in spanish oh that's cool (laughs) but they do not put captions up so the whole time i was like i don't know what's happening well i'm just saying i wish they put captions (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay with them not (laughs) i get the gist of what's being said Uh, whatever especially since in this situation he says it first in english and they go you idiots and in parcel i know that's so funny i loved it so now they get down in the chamber all the rock falling and everything happened the same pretty much Mm -hmm. and so harry's off and he runs into tom and tom is all misty around the edge in the book yeah he's He's not totally like a person yeah in the because he's a memory needing to suck the life out of jenny exactly so now they're chit-chatting harry and tom and harry's getting really annoyed that tom just didn't seem to understand how important it was they needed to hurry up Mm -hmm. but tom didn't want to hurry up (laughs) right and in the movie harry's like oh it's because you're bad like very quickly yeah whereas he's quite slow in the books yeah, he's like, no, come on, we need to help her. And I just love all the details that Riddle <laughs> talks about, which I won't bore you with, I guess. <laughs> but I love the as I bore you. <laughs> he talks about how much Ginny wrote to him and all this stuff and all their chit chats. And he's just like, oh, I hated every second of it, but I had to get her to like me. Oh, that was what I was going to say about this part. I liked in the book how... After having read the book already, it's kind of easy to pinpoint that Ginny is the one opening up the chamber because, like, she's crying over the cat and Mm. she's, like, super torn up over the ghost and Justin and, like, all of it. And, like, as the story's progressing, she's getting worse and worse in her color. Like, she's getting paler and paler. Mm. And, like, I liked all those little details, whereas in the movie you see her like maybe twice and she just looks like she's freaked out because harry's nearby (laughs) i agree i think they did a lot i just that's the cool thing about books is it's so much more detailed yes okay so then uh the basilisk comes Mm -hmm. i thought this was weird yeah it was weird so in the book most of the time the basilisk is chasing fox like Mm -hmm. Throughout Fox most of got it. this fight. Yeah. And so Fox is like, I mean, it's really. Fox is truly the hero of the story. Right. So then it's like, okay. But in the movie, it's like Fox does his scene super quick, chews out his eyes, and it's like, Fox is good. Mm-hmm. Bye, Fox. But it's like he spent so much time for the basilisk chasing him to distract Harry. Yeah. Or to have distract from Harry. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I like, I like the scene in the movie better than the books because like more drama it was more drama it was more like intense and suspenseful oh yeah every time it bursts out of the ground it scares the hell out of me <laughs> guys i'm writing the way i write some of my notes just like 
give me a burst of energy that I just have to yell <laughs> at you. Apparently, you got so excited about that. I know, and I'm like, it's so random. <laughs> so glad that you're excited that it scares you when he yes. bursts out. <laughs> yes. Oh, Tom goes to attack Harry. I forgot he did that. Mm-hmm. And then Fox is like, nope, kill him you with the diaries. Make sure to use that basilisk thing. Yep. Well, I guess at that point he could have used the sword too. Yes, he could have, but he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he also didn't know that the basilisk vein was needed to destroy the... He just thought he was tearing apart a freaking diary. He didn't realize he was killing a horcrux. I know. I wonder if that was an add-on. She's like, well, that's how he killed the first one. I guess that has to be a... <laughs> no, I really... I think... She planned everything. I am positive she planned everything. Oh, yes. yeah. It's Especially all- with all the characters. Like, Katie Bell gets introduced in the third book, and she's... Yeah. She's pivotal in the sixth book. <laughs> right. Okay, now they make it out. Ginny's alive. Lockhart's still dazed. Confounded. And, yes, so they all make it out, and they're up at Hogwarts now. And Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are there, because obviously they think their daughter's dead. Only makes sense that she's there. they're there, which she's not in the movie. And so they talk about, Harry tells them everything that's happened. Whereas in the movie, it's just Harry and Ron and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, I'm always confused. Like, I get that the way to free a house elf is they have to be presented with clothing. But to me, it being a bookmark in a diary that gets handed to him. I'm sure he gets handed clothes all the time to go and do it, like, for laundry and stuff. Probably. and But that didn't happen in the book. In the book, it was on top of the diary, and Mr. Malfoy just throws the sock. And it lands on him. Yeah, and he, gra- he catches it. So that's a little more... But even but so... even then, it's I like, feel like you should have to actually be like, here are your clothes. That's exactly your- how I take it, whereas... Just because that happens. Oh, like, I love Dobby being free because he becomes a great free elf. But I feel like there's rules and stipulations that aren't being met. Right. Maybe Dobby's (laughs) like, I don't even care. I'm free now. This landed on my head. Yep. When we're in the house and you throw your laundry on me and it lands on my head, I'm not a free elf. But outside of the house, yeah. Yep. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that part always confuses me. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like that. I don't get how you're free, but okay, go for it. You're free. Right. That's where it ended in the movie. movie. But they always do their train ride home. And Ginny was like, Ginny told them that Percy had a girlfriend, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) And Harry gives Hermione and Ron the Dursley's phone number which yeah. will pop up in book three it does yeah and so not in the movie but right in the book and so and that's where we're left woo we did it we did it so for now we have to do casting okay so our lovely cast for this movie IMDB gave 114 people credit <laughs> which is crazy yeah that's a lot of people yeah we've talked about a lot of them in the first one already and we'll mm-hmm. talk about a lot of them in future ones so we have a couple we have the important ones yeah so let's talk about dumbledore richard harris i for years thought i loved him i never liked him oh my gosh okay i think i was just young and he was so old that i just and i knew dumbledore was like supposed to be old but i felt like he took forever <laughs> to get his like lines out i was like dude we'll get on. yeah we'll get to this with the to the next one but i don't i forever did not like the new dumbledore which made me be like oh it's because the first dumbledore was perfect but after re-watching it to do this podcast and really like thinking of the character yeah and the book like the actor and the character i think he did really well but he wasn't a perfect dumbledore yeah and so if maybe this dude and michael gammon had a baby yes if it was <laughs> right in the great. middle yeah it would have been perfect but Agreed. or you know i'm always biased to ian mckellen oh i do love ian mckellen but I, he doesn't have the face for it yeah he can't be two wizards no sorry but that's why he's the first one and that pops into my he's head because he does for gandalf like, an amazing sorry. gandalf yeah, yeah. 
But anyways. <laughs> so let's talk about Hagrid. Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> we could have did that together. We should have. <laughs> you failed us. I know. Okay, I loved him. Yeah. I think he's a perfect Hagrid. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yep. What I thought was funny is, uh, you know how I talked about how um, Uncle Dursley is in... Uncle Thursley, you get what I'm saying. Uh, he's in Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Robbie Coltrane is in, I think it's From Hell mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp, which is the one about Jack the Ripper. But uh, I just think it's funny because a lot of these people have worked with Johnny Depp. And then I'm jealous. <laughs> and then he was in the Harry Potter. Oh, and then universe. he was in, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I really Full hate. Circle. I hate that they fired him from that movie. I don't think they should have. So freaking weird. I didn't. I haven't watched that one because that was when everything was like weird, and I was like, I felt weird for being a Johnny Depp fan because I was like, you watched the new one? No. And he's such an like iconic part of it. Yeah. You haven't seen Fantastic Beasts? I watched the first one, but I didn't watch the second one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I was so excited when Johnny Depp like had his big reveal in the first one. I was like, what the hell? And so I wanted to watch it, but like I said, that's when like all the drama around him started popping up. And I, from day one, (laughs) from everything I've read about Johnny Depp, it didn't seem like him to be this like horrible person, but also everyone was thinking it. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can think that he's not like, I don't know him. What am I to do? And so then I felt weird being a fan of his. So then I just kind of stayed away from it. And now it's all coming out that freaking Amber is the liar in this relationship. And Johnny is fine. Oh my gosh. All right. We might have to watch the. I will gladly because Johnny. Yes. It's such a good one. But then I won't watch the third one because they recast him. I know it's going to be interesting. Anyways, we went on a whole tangent. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know say. from what. We Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> yeah, because he's worked with Johnny. Oh, if you guys cannot tell, Johnny Depp is one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, so actor number three, Ginny Weasley, Bonnie Wright. I'll let you go because you're the one that's got <laughs> beef with her. <laughs> she is the worst cast character of the entire series like I feel actually quite bad for Bonnie because she seems like such a nice person (laughs) and she just has to know that people like her. her the least out of everyone yeah and to her what's the word defense in her defense she was cast when she was like nine for a part that all she had to do was say good luck yeah and so then they kept her so they had to cast her with one line and at this point only book three had come out so they didn't really know her storyline other than she's crushing on harry in book two and she did this book well i think i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say she didn't i think she did okay in this book because she's supposed to be timid and quiet and for this movie mm-hmm. and so she, so she did she did decent in this movie but Ginny is such a badass and bonnie just can't do it yeah that's true well yeah that's all the writers that's not her <laughs> she can't be like but wait guys i know this is jinx and i really want to do uh my main beef with her her is the writers because in the sixth one I love their relationship and they don't do that justice. Yeah. I don't know. She just seems, But I like her. She just seems awkward. Like, she's just very timid and awkward to be Ginny. But I do like Bonnie. <sighs> I've been holding on that for years, you guys. <laughs> so now we're at Crab and Goyle. So we got Crab, Vincent Crab with Jamie Wylet. Wylet. And Gregory Goyle. It's Josh Herdman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of seem plain to me. P- always picture them bigger and scarier. Or not scarier, but like tougher looking. I feel tougher, yes, for sure. I don't think bigger and scarier because they hang out with Malfoy. So I'm like, Malfoy, you're scrawny. I have a feeling your stooges are scrawny. Like the people who want to be big and brawny, but... We also weren't saying who we think should have been cast. 
I'm bad at actors and actresses, so I... You're the only one who hasn't liked someone so far. I know, and I don't know any actors or actresses. Who would you want for Bonnie Wright? Virginie? Yeah. That's why I don't there know. Who would play a better Ginny? Like, th- t- list what they've been in, and I could probably tell you who you're talking about. No, I just don't know in general. <laughs> like, I, like, I can't ever... Like, people are like, oh, if someone played you in a movie, what... Who would you want to play you? Sophia Bush. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's who I would want to play me. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I know this famous person. I'll say that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm going to do my research from now on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, we'll start doing that. From now on, I'll think about people. We'll come back next episode and say, I forgot. I wanted to come back. Shoot. But I forgot who I said. About Quirrell? Yeah. I think who I said I would cast for Quirrell. I texted Allie this like uh, a Once week ago. after we recorded our first episode. But I think, oh, John Tutoro. <laughs> Why am I trying to say it like Totoro? Totoro. <laughs> John Tutoro. Or so, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's in, he's in Secret Window with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Next new game. How many times do I say Johnny Depp? <laughs> um... No, but for some reason, too, right, when I was just trying to figure out who I was saying, Adrian Brody came to my mind, and I think he would have been a great quirrel, too. They're both very quirly, like, squirrely, scrawny, weirdos. <gasps> That's probably where you guys are from. Uh, what's the, the guy's name from the new uh, Wolverine movies? Not Wolverine. Yeah, the, the X-Men movies. He's... Professor X. Oh, oh James McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could be a good squirrel too. Oh my god. The, oh, did you ever right watch age um, for way back when? Shoot, the one where he's like three different people Split. in one body. Thank you. Yeah, I never watched it. No. Yeah, I mean, good. it wasn't. The only reason it was good is because. <laughs> okay, it wasn't good to me because I didn't watch the M. Night Shyamalan movie series that this was a part of but the whole big reveal for it was that it was a part of that series right so that's what made everyone love it it was oh it wasn't great mm-hmm. but I was glad that I saw it but him in that movie for sure could be cruel okay Gilderoy Lockhart played by Kenneth Brana. sorry dude I just messed up your last name he's like super famous he like directed Thor oh that's him a second Thor, I think. Have you seen that meme that's like, can you believe this guy directed <laughs> Thor? And it's like, oh, yeah, I have. No, he just obliviated the actual one. I loved him. Yeah, I think he did good. I think he did good. I wish the writers would have gave him more for sure to do, but I think with what, what I'm he gathering was giving, from us with our, <laughs> with certain actors, I should say, is that the writers sucked. Yeah, but I mean, such is life. Yes. So we got Professor Sprout by. Miriam Mary Mary Goals. Almost like Marigold. Like this flower. Maybe that's why they cast her. Yep, just for that. Mm-hmm. I like her. I did too. She was small She's and cute. had mousy hair and she was spunky like I always imagined Professor <laughs> Sprout. Yeah. So Colin Creevy, Hugh Mitchell, from what they wrote for him, I think he did a great job as an annoying little fanboy. Yeah. I just kind of wish, like, as a fangirl myself, like, I know how it can be. I know how excited it is to, like, be close to someone that you admire. Mm-hmm. This kid I just want to punch in the face all the time. <laughs> so I always... I feel like that's what was needed, though. Like, that's how Harry felt, so that's how they portrayed him. Well, that doesn't make me feel good about myself. <laughs> what? Do all the famous people I meet want to punch me in the face? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this chick asked for a hug. I don't want a hugger. Okay, my um, Moaning Myrtle. By... Or by... Played by Shirley Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she did good. Anytime I see her in anything else, I'm just like, oh, she's Myrtle. I liked her too. I think that she did her wailing really well and everything like that. I think she could have been more miserable. She seemed more angry than miserable, but I feel like that's another writer thing. Tom Riddle was played by Christian Colson. I don't know. I feel like he was too pretty, boy. I'm great. That means I have to come up with someone I would cast instead. Yes, it actually, 
I wish the kid that they got <laughs> from the sixth movie was the right age for the time to play him in the second one. That's what I wish. Yeah, because I think he did a good job in the sixth one. But well, you know, that's <laughs> a whole different you actor. Know who plays him? <laughs> Rafe's nephew. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. In the sixth one. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. So I just realized I was like, wait a minute, that's probably why I want him. Well, we will talk more about him uh, in the sixth one. But, uh, yeah. So he was, I, I always expected him to be a little more attractive than he was. Mm. I didn't think he was attractive, but apparently, you know, Mount, uh, Voldemort, Tom Riddle is supposed to be like Ted Bundy style. Super, yeah. And Even though so, I don't think Ted Bundy is cute, but he looked more like I don't know that he's just not my type of attractive. Like he had this like square jawline and all this sort of stuff. I was just like eh, whatever. I don't see what's funny is that's my kind of attractive, but I still I think I think he was too pretty boy for it. I want Voldemort's got to be a bit more gruff. Yeah, I can see that. All right, how about that book or movie for this one? Book always book book always hey last time i said movie i know you did threw us all for a loop yes i think movie or book for sure yeah more details more fun i just like all the like nuances with jenny in the book Mm -hmm. knowing that she's the person who opens the chamber yeah that was fun sorry i rambled about johnny depp for like good portion of this <laughs> i talked about him a lot tonight Whoa. you did <laughs> next podcast mm-hmm. can you guess twilight i, I made I that exact same that last joke time. last time <laughs> apparently i want to get to twilight <laughs> you like scheduled it far in i advance. don't know why i did that I literally scheduled it. Scheduling something. It's not even gonna happen in the next six months, guys. It's gonna happen after our Christmas or yeah, after our Christmas break. <laughs> Great, I've got a whole freaking year from when we're recording this <laughs> to get to Twilight. Oh man. But okay. All right. Well, Thanks. for real, we're doing Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, we are. Stay tuned. It's gonna be a good one. Yes, it is. See you next time on Off Script. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21. See you next time.